God is so good. Amen. You know, uh, how many of you guys are fasting? Hold your hand up. Let people see you. Okay, be super nice to these folks. Okay, because they could bite you during the service. Okay, uh, 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 different ones fasting for different things, and uh, uh, but but really all the same thing because uh, we we understand that God has this amazing life for us. See, the Bible says that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, and neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. And when you love God, man, I'm telling you, he's got this life that's built for you. He's not trying, he's not working real fast trying to put something together. It's already there. He is, he is developing you to fit the life that he's created for you, okay? And what we're wanting to do is to take our life, our dream, our vision, and say, okay, God, show us the way, right? Show us your way. How are we going to get there? Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. The Amplified Bible says to seek his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being, his way. God has a way for your life. And in Ezra, you know, it's in the eighth chapter, the 21st verse, it says, uh, hey, this is why we fast, because uh, we're seeking of him a right way for us, a right way for us. How many know there's a right way for you? I said, how many of you know there's a right way for you? And, and, and see, I think a lot of times what we do is uh, we, we buy into this mindset, this mentality, that if we were to take our dream, our hopes, our aspirations, and actually release them, submit them to God, that what God would do is he'd come in and he'd rearrange the whole thing. And, and he'd, he, you know, like he'd, he'd mess us up. He'd make us want stuff we don't want. He'd make us pursue things that we don't want to go after. He'd make us walk away from the things that we really care about or the things that really, you know, are, are our passion. And I'm here today to tell you that God ain't against you, that he's for you. I said he's for you. And Proverbs 16, it's really cool. It says that, you know, hey, you, you, you come up with a plan. Matter of fact, some translations uh, say you come up with an elaborate plan, but God will direct your steps, right? God gets the last word, and not, not in the changing of it, but see, you got all these voices already telling you that you can't do anything, that you don't amount to anything, that you're nothing but a failure. But God said, but I get the last word, and I say you can do all things through Christ who's going to infuse you with an inner strength. I say that you are more than able to take the land that, that you're trying to take. God's got the last word, somebody. In Proverbs 16, 3, it says that when you take that dream, that passion, and you, and, and you entrust it to God, that he'll cause your mind, your thoughts, to come into agreement with his will, and then he'll give you the steps to collide with the success in that dream. God wants you to win. Oh, man, if you, if you, if you can get a real revelation of this, because we, we act like we don't trust him. We act like our name's Paige and God is Brianna. Right? Like, there's a little bit of distrust here. What are you up to, God? What are you up to? What are you wanting to do to me? He's wanting to bless you, position you to win and succeed regardless of the situation. He's wanting you to, he's wanting you to win in the city and win in the field and win in the house and win on the job and win in relationships. And we, God's wanting you to win. Right? And no matter where you go, all he wants you to do is carry him into that environment so that he can, so that he can manifest his glory. Okay? And his glory, you know, man, we, you know, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, the church words, the stuff, you know. See, I was born and raised in the church. And, uh, and so I hear stuff, and I think sometimes I hear it different than other people because I get to talk to other people, and they say, well, you know, when you're talking about the glory, is, is that like glitter flying through the air and, and angels' feathers, you know, fall? No, the glory of God 
The glory of God is when his word becomes manifest in your presence. When, when, when all of a sudden, that the thing that you've been reading about, the thing that God's been talking about, it, it literally, now, it's not, it's, it's not just uh, cerebral. Now, now you can reach out and touch it. Now, now, now it's here. It's real. It's like when, when Todd w- was, was talking about the promises of God are more real. That, that, that man, when, when God's word begins to actually produce in your life, and see, I think a lot of us, uh, a lot of us, we, need to, we, need to, we just need to press it. Hey, this is going to be an exceptional year, and I'm believing God for the glory Okay. I said, I'm believing God for the glory of God. Is Christ in you the hope of glory? It's the anointing of God in you that gives you the legal right to expect God to actually do what he said he'd do. And I'm telling you, God's not a liar. I said, God's not a liar. He ain't trying to psych you out. He's trying to elevate you up. Hello, somebody. Aren't you glad God's for you? Man. I said he's for you. Amen. You you can trust him. You can trust him. Brianna, we're still questioning. But God. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. God's developing you. It's like you're in training for reigning. Okay? You're being equipped to demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of your life. He has empowered you to literally step into your world and humiliate hell. And, 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 and he's, he's, wanting to, he's, he's wanting to move us, right? He's wanting to grow us. Look at somebody say, he wants to grow you. He, he, he doesn't want to leave you where he, where he found you. you know. And I, I know you got the bumper sticker maybe that says, I found Jesus. He wasn't the lost one. Okay, and, and, and so here, here's the deal: is he's want, he's wanting to take you, and and move you into into a life that, that's that's exceptional. See, the last thing he wants you to do is like be normal, to be average. He 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 don't want you to. Well, we're gonna make it. No, he don't want you to make it. He wants you to win it. He wants you to own it. Hello, somebody. You got to get this. You got you to lean into this this year. You got to say, no, I, I, I refuse to have anything less than God's best for my life. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means I'm, I'm going to grow. And if I'm going to grow, if I'm going to grow, what's going to happen? I'm going to experience change. Isn't it funny when we said we're going to grow, everybody's excited. When I said we're going to experience change, it got kind of quiet. You know, uh, uh, change is 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 part of the process, right? And the reason we don't like change is because change ties us to loss. See, when we begin to, when things begin to change, we, the way we, th- we think wrong, but we, we, the way we think, we think that, that we're losing something, so stuff's being taken from us. But the reality is, is that in order to elevate up, you got to be willing to let go. If you're going to go up, you got to let go. If you're going to go up, you got to let go. It said, if you're going to go up, you got to let go. Right? And, and think about it. Hey, I, I, I'm going to have an exceptional year, not, not a normal year. So what, what does that mean? That means I'm going to grow. Well, what does that look like? Well, that means I'm going to change. May, maybe, maybe in church life, instead of just a, being a tender, I'm, I'm going to be a team member. 
right? And then, then you step into that because, man, I'm telling you, what God's doing in here is, is amazing. God's doing amazing things, and I want to get my fingerprints on as much as I can. And I, I just want to honor God with my life. And so what, what is that? Well, okay, so I begin to grow. I make a change. I step in. Well, what do I lose? Well, in, in, it, I, I lose certain abilities because I've picked up other responsibilities. See, when you're given responsibility, you kind of lose the ability to act like it's not your responsibility. Now, 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 don't just apply this to attending church. How about at your house? Huh? See, you, 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 you begin to grow. You, you, you begin to, 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 to develop the relationships, and all of a sudden, uh, you know what you have to do is you have to stop thinking about yourself. Right? You, you, got, you got to stop thinking about yourself. So what do you do? You, well, you start, you're losing something. Hello? I said you're losing something. Why? Because now, now you're going to be responsible, which means I don't have the ability to act unresponsibly. Uh, and, and so there's loss, and, and loss is, is, is associated with pain because it's painful to do what you know you should, especially when you don't want to. Huh? I said it's painful to do what you know you should, especially when that's the last thing you want to do. Right? But we're growing. And, and we're getting to a place that God wants to move us to. And, and in order to be at the place God wants us, well, we, 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 have, to, we have to prepare ourselves literally for what God has prepared for us. We, we have to grow into the life that he's made ready for us to live. See, uh, we all want to walk around with insane victory, but we don't like insane battle. Why? Well, because we look at the battle wrong. You, you know, we're, we're always binding the devil and casting him out and speaking, you know, you know to, to stuff. But, but very rarely do we look inside and say, well, what, what, what is being, what's being brought out where I can actually work on it in my life? How can, how can I grow myself and be more exceptional so that I'm better, so that I can experience a better end result? I want, I, I want great results. Well, then I need to be great. Okay, Romans 1, I'm just going to read a few verses because last week I tried to read several and, and I get, you know, anyways. Uh, starting at verse 11, he said, I yearn to come to be face to face with you and to get to know you, for I long to impart to you the gift of the Spirit that will empower you. By the way, if you have trouble standing in your faith, maybe you should reach out and begin to ask God for the gift of the Spirit. Huh? Man, man, we're just always struggling. Oh, what, you, you probably need to get, you know, in contact with that gift of the Spirit that God's willing to give you. Look at your neighbor and say, that was, that was for you. Uh, again, I, you know, our, he, he, he's given us something so that we can stand strong in our faith. And this means that when we come together, look at this. This means that when we come together and are side by side, it's like what we are right here. When we're, when we're together and side by side, something wonderful can be released. Man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that if you come in with the right mindset, you can receive, you can actually anticipate, expect, we can expect, we can expect, we can expect, we can expect. Man, man being co-encouraged, co-comforted by each other's faith. Drop down to verse 17, and it says, this gospel unveils a continual revelation 
That means that there's always more uh, uh, insight, revelation, discernment, understanding. There's always more, so we're going to keep growing. And it's of his righteousness, which is a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And look what that does, is that this gospel and that revelation will move us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. That's powerful, guys. This is, what, this is what God's wanting to do is, is to move us from receiving life through faith. I mean, it's awesome. That, that's, like, that's like the first step of the journey. It's like when you pray the prayer today and, and you get your life right with God, that's the, that's the first step. It's, it's not the whole trip. That, that's where we start, right? We, we start and we receive life, but now we're supposed to live this thing. And we, what we got to do is we got we, we, we to be willing to cross that threshold and begin to, to, to demonstrate what God's doing in us, right? Hey, look at somebody and tell them, I'm moving to exceptional. Oh, look the other way and tell them like you mean it. Say, I'm moving to exceptional. Uh, and, and can we all agree, I don't think I'll get any, feed, any kickback here, uh, uh, but can we all agree, moving sucks. Okay? There's people who love you a lot until move day. Right? And then they, they can't be found. They're busy. They're, I don't know what happened. My phone quit working. You know, you know, Annie was playing with it and messed it all up. I didn't get the text. You know, that you're moving. You know, we just moved Evan and Courtney to Tulsa. And I'm telling you, you know, when, when you're loading, it's just, I don't care how excited you are about the move, moving just sucks. And, and you find stuff, it's weird because, you know, you would think that Evan and Courtney at this stage in life probably don't have that much accumulate. No, they've got tons of junk. And, and I'm just saying, and I wish they were sitting right there today. Uh, well, I'm glad they're not because they're, you know, in pursuit of God. But, but I wish they were there so I could harass them a little bit because there's nobody on the planet that needs that many Dutch Brothers cups. Okay? And uh, I, I thought, I thought, I questioned her a little bit. I thought maybe she got it from Carrie, but she said, no, it's John. And, and uh, uh, but, uh, man, if it's Tupperware sold at Walmart and ever on sale, they own it. Okay, and I'm thinking, how you know, you, there's two of you, you got four hands all together. You need four cups. That's it. Get rid of the rest of that stuff. Oh no, we got to move it. And then we get there, and they're they're unpacking their junk, and they realize that oh shoot, if they have as many boxes going to the distribution center as they had going on the shelves. You know, you you have a bunch of stuff in your life that it would behoove you, my brethren. To leave it behind. That's a lot of effort, energy, and resource put into moving crap that you don't want in your future. I said there's things that you've carried for years, and if you define the perfect future, that wouldn't be in it. So why are you packing it around? I mean, I, I mean, I've really 
You'll never met anybody that when I said, hey, okay, let's sit down and begin and just, just, just begin to write out the, 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 the I mean, the life that, that you want God to produce for you. I mean, if it's true, and we believe the Bible's true, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. In the Message Bible, it says God knows what he's doing. He has it all planned out, plans to give you the future you are hoping for. So if God was going to give you the future you were hoping for, what would you put on your hope list? And nobody has ever put undying resentment. Huh? No, no, nobody writes down, I want to have a level of bitterness that erases all joy. I want to be known as the one who couldn't forgive. I know what you're thinking. Get Brian Page back up there. <laughs> God's wanting to move you. God's wanting to move you from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith to demonstrating the enemy's defeat, from, from walking out the salvation, which is not just getting your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's awesome. But total salvation, sozo, is, is, is healing, it's deliverance, it's freedom, it's health, it's prosperity, it's every aspect of your life. And God's wanting to move you from hearing about it to being the one that's demonstrating it. Oh, guys, this is really good news. That God wants you to be a product demonstrator. He, he, do you love Costco? Man, I like it a lot better now that the holidays are over. But, but man, I'm telling you, I, I like Costco. It, it, and it's kind of cool because you go in there and there's always, you know, somebody, you know, giving out samples. It's not, it's not safe to do during the fast. But, you know, any other time, it's really cool to go in there because, man, they'll give you stuff that you didn't know you liked, and all of a sudden you like it. And sometimes, you know, uh, me and the boys will spend two or three hours down there just wandering around uh, picking up, you know, stuff and free stuff. And, and, and you, you are like a product demonstrator that can show what God in your life can do, the difference that God makes. And taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's good. Look at your neighbor and say, he's good. But we, got, but we got to renew our mind. We got to change the way we think. That's part of the growth process. I said we got to change the way we think. We're not the first people to have this challenge. You know, Jesus dealt with a team that was, uh, well, they had the same issues. They were, they were jock jockeying for uh, you know, positional authority. They wanted to be seen or acknowledged as the key leaders. But he was moving them from the place where he found them to a place of exceptional. He, 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 was, he was taking them on a journey and growing them to fit the life that they'd been created for. Look at this in Luke chapter 22, verse 24. A dispute arose among them. So you got a dispute going on on Jesus' team. Then they're arguing amongst themselves as to who gets to be the greatest. Hello? Not a lot's changed. Jesus said to them, 25, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, uh, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves 
benefactors. What that means is that if there's anything good being done, they need to be associated with it. Like, like they need to be the face of anything good. Like, like, like if we're feeding the hungry and we're going to put a, a poster out, make sure that you put my picture on it holding the basket out. Okay? You can't do anything good unless I get credit for it. Hello, somebody? Look at verse 26. But you are not to be like that. You are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest. What are all these young guys doing on the platform? Yeah, they're great. The greatest should be like the youngest, and the, and the one who rules like the one who serves. Look at this in 27. He, he, he said, who's greater, the, the one who's at the table or the one who serves? Isn't it the one who's at the table? But I'm among you as one who serves. Jesus said, I've given you a demonstration of what it looks like to be the, the, the servant, verse 28 says, you are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom and sit on thrones. Look, but look at this in 31, but, he, but then, and I, I just love how Jesus just breaks down. He's, he, there's a dispute among them, and then we find out where the source of that dispute is. He goes, Simon, Simon. He called him out. Is that awesome or what? You know, Isaiah 43 says, fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name. We think that's cool until he does it in public, right? Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you. In the original context, it's very strong. It says Satan has a legal right, and he's requested his ability to act on that right. He has a right. You've opened the door to the enemy. Through the, the, and basically, he's just telling them, the way you guys think has allowed the enemy access. Remember when the Bible says, give no place to the devil? Right? The word place, is, it means a position of effectual opportunity. And what he's trying to do is move you from, from the position where the enemy's constantly wreaking havoc to a place where he actually can't touch you. Okay, and, he, and he wants to move you there. And he said, but, but look at this, in 32, in 32, he said, uh, uh, I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. So in other words, your faith might fail. But I'm praying that you make it because guess what's going to happen to your faith? Your faith's going to be tested. Your faith's going to be tested now. And I'm praying for you that you make it. But when you have turned back, and King James, when you're, when you're converted, and so Jesus really, it's like he's kind of setting him up. He goes, you're going to be tested, and here's the deal, buddy. You, you ain't going to look real good this first time around. Okay? You, you're, you're, you're probably going to experience what you're going to think is, in, is ultimate failure. But don't, don't stop. Don't cave in and quit because, you've, because you failed a test. Get back up. You get educated. Take the test again. And when you're converted, go back and tell your brothers, hey, it's possible to have victory even after an insane failure. Oh, come on, somebody. 
See, what we want to do when we fail is we kind of want to cover it up. We want to pretend like it didn't happen. We want to make excuses. We, we want to explain it away. But Jesus is telling him, hey, there's this test, and it's going to come, and it's going to hit you, and it's going to hit you hard, and you're not going to do real well. But eventually, you're going to pass this test. And that's when I want you to understand that when you pass this test, now you have been prepared for use, and you'll have the ability to bring strength to others. Why? Because others are struggling with the same stuff that you're struggling with. Others are dealing with the same things you're dealing with. Others are failing in the same areas you failed. But when you get victory, you'll be like the, you know, you'll be the lighthouse on a hill. And people will be able to recognize the way through this. And you'll, not only will you get moved, but you'll be able to move others. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, as we move towards exceptional. Uh, there's a couple of things we have to address, and, 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 but, 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 the, but the first one is really the way we think. We, ha- we have to understand that we, you know, we, th- we think wrong. You know, we end up in a test, and, 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 and we're under the impression that, that God has, you know, you know, left us, that he's, he's forsaken us, and that the enemy is mean. And no, no, see, a test always precedes a promotion. said a test always precedes a promotion. And, and there's this thing that you and I need to just get real about is that we have not completed all of our tests. Okay, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. There's a great book by Kevin Gerald, pastors of a great church, uh, called Champion Center, and the book's called uh, The Proving Ground. We've ordered some. We're going to have them out there. And over, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about, he, he brings up nine tests that are just constantly going on in our life, and we're going we're gonna to look at those things so that we can be aware of what's going on, because a lot of times, we, we think we've missed God when we're being tested, but God's actually given us the opportunity to be promoted. Hello? You know, uh, his book's called The Proving Ground, and, and, and The Proving Ground is a place where new products, new equipment, new talent, new theories, where they're all tested. And proving grounds are used, they're used in business and sports and arts and science, and, and it's a test that serves as a way to prove the product. You know, how strong is it? How strong is it really? Uh, how, how reliable is it? How, you know, and you, you know, imply this to yourself. How strong am I really? And really, you don't know until you can prove it. You know, how reliable am I? Well, you, let's, let's prove it. Let's put it to a test. Let's find out. You know, hey, hey, you're on the worship team, and you're letting them know Saturday morning that you're not going to make it. That's not very reliable. Well, then we have to go back and work on the product, don't we? We've got to make it better. Look at somebody say, we've got to make it better. Aren't you glad that there's proving grounds? <laughs> no. Yes, you are. Because there's, there's one for your car. There's one for the mattress you sleep on. They have a proving ground for the airplane that you're going to fly in. They even have one for the pilot, thank God, that's going to fly that plane. They've all been through rigorous time of testing to prove their readiness for use. 
And we as God's people, we are also going to be tested. And it's done to prove how mature we are. How mature are you really? I know you got the bumper sticker, but do you have the character? How mature? God wants you to see it because, hey, you know, hey, maybe the reason you're, you're, you're alone yet, maybe the reason your relationships aren't where they need to be is because you haven't grown yourself to be the person that can actually sustain the, the thing that God's wanting to bless your life with. Well, well he's got it ready. You know, how do you handle disappointment? And it's not if you're going to be disappointed, it's when. How are you going to handle that? You know, uh, how do you handle seeing others promoted? Are they, you know, you got to get honest. Why, why do they get to do that? Why don't I get to do that? Instead of just realizing that, you know what? That's awesome. You know, in church life, it's crazy because, uh, and I say this not, not to put any individuals in a weird spot, but just to show us this is real. We have people praying for people, and numerous people have asked the question, uh, why, why don't I get to pray? And see, my thought is, man, we should be excited that God's ministering to people. And I, I don't, it doesn't have to be my face because I can be wherever I am in the sanctuary and in agreement with what God's doing in the lives of his people. Right? Well, what is that? Maybe it's a task. Maybe it's an opportunity to promote. Hello? Are you a team player or are you just all talk? How about this? Because you, you didn't really like that. So, how about this? Are you offendable? I'm not asking, are you easily offended? Are you offendable? Because I really think the place God wants to move us to is a place where we can't be offended. Well, yeah, but if we, if we live that way, people will take advantage of us. It's hard to take advantage from someone who's given it. So we'll just give you the advantage now. Are you teachable? I, I wonder, because these are things in our life that need to be Proven. You know, don't you think that maybe that's what he meant in Romans 12 when he said, hey, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove God's will for your life is good, acceptable, and perfect. That, that when it's proven, you know, uh, here, maybe it'll be easier because I'm using all Bible stuff. Maybe this will relate better to some of you. Uh, uh, you, you understand that the proof in the alcohol, like when you buy a, a bottle of Bacardi 151, that's pretty high proof. And, and, and the proof, the higher the proof, is, is, is the more influence, the more impact that that has, the more power. See, the more proof that you have that your faith is working, the more power you're operating it. See, uh, well, how, do they, how, do, how do they proof the alcohol? Heat. How, how are you going to prove that you, can, that, that you can demonstrate Satan's defeat? Probably going to have something to do with heat. Everybody say heat. Uh, I, I want to drop down to uh, James chapter 1 and read uh, a couple of verses here. And, and because we, we, have to, we have to change the way we think. Check this out. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. That, that's just crazy talk right there. That, that's somebody who doesn't understand what I'm going through. Are you kidding? This guy that's writing this has been through a lot of stuff. Okay, and he said, "Here's the deal: is you gotta you gotta look at it different. You gotta change. You gotta shift. You gotta shift your mind because this is a gift when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. 
Do you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open, and it's going to show its true colors? See, you don't even know if your faith worked until it's tested. See, and, and, and don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Stop it. Stop it. Let it do its work in you so that you become mature, well-developed, and not lacking anything in any arena of life. Is that crazy? That's crazy talk. No, God's wanting you to move from looking at every problem like it's a problem and looking at your problem like it's an opportunity. God, 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 God wants you to realize that when the opportunity to be offended is, is, is knocking at your door, that's, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. That's, oh, God's getting ready to promote me. I can, I can pass this test, and I can just make a decision. I will not be offended. And watch the door that God swings open in your life. Look at, look at this. Drop, drop down to uh, verse 12. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons loyally in love with God, there, there's a reward. There's a reward. Hey, there's a test. There's pressure. There, there's, you know, there, you have to stick it out. It might not happen overnight. You might be chomping at the bit, but God's like, hey, just hang on here. Just hang on here because guess what? The bigger the test, the bigger the promotion. Right? So you might be under a lot of heat right now. You might be under a lot of pressure right now. But, but if, if you meet it head on and stick it out, don't cave in, don't give up, don't quit, but recognize, hey, this is the gift from God. There's, the, there's a reward. And the reward is life and more life. Life and more life. I said the reward is life and more life. And here's, here's the crazy part, is that what would that mean to you? If there's life and more life, if there's a multiplication of what brought you joy, that's what he's talking about. God's telling us that if, if, if we'll recognize, hey, I'm going to be tested. I'm gonna be, how many of you are glad that people driving down the road have been tested? I mean, you know, driving across the country... You, it's, it's amazing how many people should be retested. <laughs> I, I remember uh, when the boys were getting ready to drive, and, uh, and they had to go and take tests. And, you know, thank God. Thank God that we have to be tested, you know, before we, because, you know, it's not just your life, but it's everybody else's out there, too. But I, I remember it's so funny because one time, and the boys, the, the, you know, the boys were, they were great drivers. They just, it, just understanding the, the rules of the road. It, it was, okay, it was the book part. Remember that great big huge book? It's got the, like 12 pages in it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and if you read the book, you know, like seven minutes and then went in, you, you, you know, you probably, anybody could do it. But uh, uh, they sort of struggled. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, they had to retake that test multiple times. And I remember one time, uh, because the parking lot, the DMV was kind of crowded, and so I let one of the boys and the mom off at the door, and I went to find a parking spot. And by the time I got in a parking spot, they were back out of the car. And I said, what happened? And the kid said, he said, I, I, I flunked that stupid test. And I said, well, hey, just a minute. Remember whose kid you are. You're my son. You cannot flunk the stupid test, okay? okay don't, don't come out here and say, I flunked the stupid test. 
I mean, the genius test? Yeah, I'll flunk the genius test. Okay, I can deal with that, but I can't have you in my car if you're going to flunk the stupid test. Did you ever think about reading the stupid book? If you read the stupid book, you could pass the stupid test. I mean, it's really not hard. It's not big. It's not a not heavy-duty thing. But if you read the stupid book, you could pass the stupid test. Hey, can I just tell you today that if you'd read the book, if you just get in the book, it'll really help you with the test. Come on. We're not afraid to be tested. I said we're not afraid to be tested. Why? Because I'm ready for anything and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I can do all things. Yeah, but they're working against me. But no weapon formed against me can prosper. And every tongue that rises against me, I can condemn. Because this is the heritage of the children of a living God. Yeah, but people are being really mean to me. Yeah, but God is for me, not against me. And if God be for me. Come on, you're going to be tested, okay? You're going to be tested. But that means that God's trying to move you trying to move you. And anytime he takes you, let me tell you something, he ain't taking you backwards. He takes you forward. Unless you fail the test. And, and, and you know, when a product fails the test, it goes back into development. It's, been, it's not thrown away. Why? Because there's been too much investment. Okay, you understand that heaven nearly bankrupted itself to get you out of jail. Okay? You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So there's been this amazing investment put into you. Have you failed some tests? Yes, all of us have. And we're probably going to do it again. But when we're converted, we're going to go back and strengthen our brothers. Okay? You, you're going to make it. You're, you're not thrown away. See, failing a test does not equal a complete failure. And so I, I, I just want to pray for all of us today because I think some of us, you know, inwardly we see ourselves as that complete failure. And we get down on ourselves. We get hard on ourselves. But I, I, I want to show you the upside to being a complete failure. That what God could exchange that for is complete success. And it might actually be easier for the person who's completely failed to recognize their complete need of God in their life. It's actually a better spot to be in than one that thinks I've already achieved. Because I'm telling you, none of us have already achieved. We are all in need of His love, His mercy, His grace. Would you just bow your head for a moment? Father, I just thank you today that you are moving us from a life where we just receive to a life where we can demonstrate the power of of that which we have received. God, I, I pray for people today who are, who, who are under the pressure, who are under the gun, who, who, who God, they're being tested right now. But God, we just thank you because if we can see it right, God, we're, we're in line for a promotion. You're getting ready to open doors that no man can shut. You're getting ready to, to, to elevate us to a level that we've never lived at before. We are being moved to a, an exceptional life. So God, today, we just pray that for, for one another, that we'd just be strength, that we'd be encouragement, that God, on the, on the hearts and minds of your men, your women, your children, God, today, open the eyes of the blind. Open the eyes of the blind, Father. Let us recognize. Let there be light. Let it shine in us. God, this is what we pray.
Let it shine. While heads are bowed and eyes are still closed, if you're here today, we're all going to pray one more prayer together. And if you're here today and you've been living life your way, separate from God, can I just tell you, there's a right way for you. And it starts at the foot of the cross. It starts by coming to a place to say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and I'm going to surrender my rights, and I'm going to allow you. God, I I don't even want to just live for you. I want you to live through me. And if you're ready today and you're willing and you say, okay, I'm going to make this prayer. I know everybody's praying it, but I'm going to pray it like it's just me and Jesus talking. And I, I just want to agree with you in prayer. I'm not going to have you stand. won't call you out. But while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm making that prayer real today. I'm making that prayer real today because I'm going to move to an exceptional life. So include me in this prayer. Let me agree. Just hold your hand up real high. Say, that's me, Tom. Just lift it up real quick and we're going to pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Come on. Thank you. Anybody else? Hey, hey just, just for a second, let's hang out here for a minute because I know, I know that God's wanting to move us. But, you know, it's been mentioned several times in this service. There's this part. It's I will. I will. God, there's all kinds of stuff we know that you will, but I will. Will, will you allow him to take control today? If you're sitting there thinking, I, I wonder if that's me. I'm telling you, yeah. Let's, let's get this thing done. Thank you. Just hold your hand up real high. Anybody else? Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's talking to us. Everybody in here, pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you. And I'm starting today. I'm not waiting. I'm not putting it off. But God, my life is yours. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, church, celebrate with heaven right now. Thank you, God.